everybody. Welcome to a new mini-cast of Two Drunk Fans. We are, once again, coming at you from Vancouver. We've just finished the first round of group play. Gab, what are you drinking? Oh, um, so today has been an interesting day because we've been able to stay at home all day. And so I started out the morning drinking Baileys and coffee. Had a few of those to get me through our rewatch of USA... Uh, Australia. Australia match. And then I switched to a whiskey Coke. And then I had a margarita, which in my humble opinion, I'm the bartender, was a little strong. No? No, it was fine. Okay. And now I'm back to whiskey Cokes. What have you enjoyed today? I started out with a beer. I had a Molson, went in Canada. And then I moved on to just straight fireball because South Korea started playing. And then I had a margarita, courtesy of Gab. So now I'm I'm not exactly relaxed considering the result that just happened for South Korea, but I'm not an incandescent ball of rage, so it could be worse. It could be worse. You did you did blow up a couple times, but it was nothing compared to my blow ups at the T V screen at the bar yesterday. Oh my when god. When we were watching USA. I felt really bad for the bartenders because the first couple times I think they thought I was yelling at them. I felt and bad. I was, and I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm just, this is the way I watch soccer in public. I felt bad for everyone in that bar. You were intense. <sighs> when something is on the line, I get focused. Well, quite a lot is on the line here at World Cup. How do you feel about that game? Three to one, but... It, it, three to one, like, I'm glad they, they pulled it out in the end, but I, um... I thought that it could have been more dominant. I thought the U.S. Uh, was playing on their heels for quite a bit of it, and it made me uncomfortable that Lisa Devanagel was a fuckfest of our back line. Um, when Krieger and Kling switch sides and one person doesn't cover the left side, uh, <coughs> Krieger, um, you know, it, it gets a little awkward back there. I, th I think the, the midfield could have helped out a little bit. But Rapino, she had the game of her life. She had, she had the match of her life, except for maybe, okay, so I was thinking about this last night as I was going to bed. Do you think Megan Rapinoe's best game was that one, or do you think it was the semifinal of the Olympics in 2012, where she and Sink went back and forth on goals? Uh, maybe this match was better, because I feel in the Olympic match, Pino had a little more support, and so maybe I'm remembering it wrong. The, but this one, it felt like... It felt like almost everybody else was dragging ass, and Megan Rapinoe just had a team chained to her, and she was like dragging forward with all these other people dragging behind her. Which is awkward, because Megan Rapinoe is really small, <laughs> and doesn't really have the mass it's not to carry the entire team. It's not team. the size, it's how you use it. Oh, for sure, for sure, but Megan Rapinoe is no Abby Wambach. Well, I mean, but speaking of Abby Wambach, thank God she wasn't Abby Wambach in that game, because Abby just... Something was off. She was always about a step or two off. She... Pressure didn't make her. No. You know, I mean, everything's been made of, like, Abby this and Abby, like, this is Abby Wambach's last World Cup. This is... Abby Wambach has never won a World Cup. Like, all this pressure is on her, and you and I have been saying for months Abby would be an excellent super sub. But yet, she's a starter, and she's wearing the armband, and she didn't do a great job at either, in my She opinion. was clearly not a 90-minute player. You, me, everybody, and their Aunt Gertrude has seen with their very own eyeballs that Abby Wambach is not a 90-minute player. 
So why was she in there for 90 minutes? I just want to know what photos she has of Jill Ellis. <laughs> Did she and Jill go out on a cruise one night? And one of their friends got drunk and died and, like, fell overboard and got chopped up by the boat propeller? Is that what happened? I'm thinking they might have, like, knocked over something. Oh. And Abby is, like, keeping mum so that Jill doesn't face, like, life in jail in England. Whatever it is, Abby needs to leverage it against Jill to get Heyo out of jail. <laughs> My good friend Heyo. I don't know what Jill's problem with Heather O'Reilly is, but it's serious enough that Heather basically doesn't exist anymore for her. It's it's odd. So technology for this World Cup is pretty awesome, and the coverage is pretty great. And we can see heat maps. We can see all this, all these stats from every single match. Um, and we'll post some links uh, as to like where you guys can go to, to find these things. But essentially, if you look at the heat map for the USA match yesterday, it was all Pinot all the time. Going up the left side, just wreaking havoc. Um, we weren't great in the middle. We weren't great on the right-hand side. And I am one to toot her horn. Heather O'Reilly might be the best right winger that we have. And she sat on she sat on the bench the whole time. So I don't know who, who's, whose coffee she peed in, but somebody needs to get over themselves and let Heather O'Reilly do her job. There was no reason for that game to be 3-1. It could have been 5-0 if we had played up to our potential. But clearly we're not. We're playing at about, I feel like, 60% of what we could be. Well, and that's been the issue with the women's national team recently, like in the last couple of years, is they played down to their opponent's level. And I'm not saying that we're, like, many, many levels better than Australia, even though, you know, Australia is quick to say... <laughs> that they are supreme to the United States. Whatever, dude. Look at the tea. score line. Look at the scoreboard, bro. Check the scoreboard, bro. Essentially, you know, Australia had some good chances, and Hope Solo saved our ass so many fucking times. Like, if we had any of our other two goalkeepers in there, it would have been a completely different story. Like, Hope Solo just has this sick for like fourth sense because we only have three senses. <laughs> she has a six. It's sick. like you have a fifth sense. <laughs> She has a sick, sick sense that she can just detect where the ball is going to go before the the shooter even knows, and she can be there. Um, unfortunately, you know, Lisa Devanna got one, but that one was coming. Right out of the gates, Australia was on top of the U.S., and so I'm really happy that we, A, held Australia to one, despite the defensive fuck-up. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, here's my summary of the game. Could have ended up 3-3, should have been 5-0, actually ended up 3-1. So who do we play next? We play Sweden on Friday. Now, and I am going to that match. And I'm stupid excited. <laughs> and Sweden against Nigeria. You want to talk about that for a second? Talk about a nail-biter. What a great game. I and was pissed we were walking and from we, the two Nigeria yeah, goals. We were walking at halftime in between bars to get closer to BC Place. And we missed Nigeria coming back from two down. That was truly a game worthy of the World Cup. And what what an announcement from Nigeria that they are here to fuck shit up. They are they are not here to roll over for anybody. So Nigeria is making Group D the group of death. Yes. Everybody's been mocking AO, American 
sports journalists who don't really follow the women's game being like, no, it's not the group of death. Like, yeah, it's some high seated teams, but you know, any it's, it's anybody's game. Anybody can do it. Nigeria showed up and showed Sweden, like we're here because we want to make it past group play and we're going to steamroll you and your mother to get there. They own that second half. We only saw 35 minutes because yeah. we missed the first 10 because we had to stop in a fucking Jersey store. And look at Christine Sinclair jerseys for five minutes. Yep, sure did. But here's two names you need to memorize. Ordega and Oshuala. Yes, you're going to hear them a lot. But hopefully, hopefully only on Friday and not next week when the U.S. play Nigeria. So first we're playing Sweden. Sweden, going into the match, Pia was very upfront being like, I don't really know much about Nigeria because they don't play a lot of games. Yeah. And they're pretty secretive. So, and Nigeria was funny and came back and was like, well, you don't know much about Ni- Sweden because you don't watch any of their games. But uh, Nigeria came out swinging and it was amazing. Fisher had a horrible match. Yeah, it was shit. Whatever the Swedish word for shit is. Shit? Shite? I don't know. Shite? What, what would Shizzle? Ikea say? They would call it, like, okohemnis, and then you'd have to assemble the shit yourself, but you'd be missing part of the shit. You would be missing, like, the fiber, and it would just be (laughs) diarrhea. (laughs) Okohemni? It was was horrible. Like, Fisher was horrible in the match, and you felt really bad for her, um, because you you know Pia is just sitting there being like, get your shit together. (laughs) But in um, Swedish. But in Swedish. Get your me together. <laughs> Pia's not one to necessarily put a band-aid on. She's just like, rub some dirt in it. Get over it. You know, Pia's, Pia's not going to pull her star center back just because she had a couple of shit moves. No, I think that would devastate her confidence and then lead to her not having a crucial asset for later in the tournament. Wait, does she have confidence as fragile as Carly Lloyd's? So Pia gave an interview, you might have read this, where she kind of reminisced <laughs> about her time coaching the United States, and she said, essentially, Carly Lloyd is a confidence player. When she feels like the coaching staff has faith in her, she does well. And when she feels that faith kind of fading, even if it's not fading, if she perceives that it is, she does badly. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with anything I, Pia said. I do not either. I just, I find the timing funny, which which is going to happen. Like right now, everybody is so, whoa, so focused. And this was an interview that happened weeks ago at Champs- Champions League final. And they were yep. sitting on it. And like, this is just the way it's going to happen. My commentary on it is, yes, the U.S. is a clusterfuck. But, oh my God, if... Pia is carrying that over to Sweden. Like, I'm just going to sit there and watch and enjoy the train wreck. But I'm really looking forward to playing Sweden because I think we can do what Nigeria did with speed. If we put in A-Rod, if we have LaRue, if we potentially play a healthy Morgan. Yeah. I don't think we can do it if we play Wambach. No. And I'm really happy she got 90 the first match because that is the excuse to sit her the second game. What are your score predictions for USA Sweden? Um, because I'm going to be there, I'm going to say 17 to nothing. Okay, I'm going to say 2-0. Um, I am legit going to say 3 to 2. Oh, that could be I think I think it's going to be a no-biter, and I think I'm going to poop my pants, so I'm going to wear Depends. 
Okay. You know what? If Lotta Quinlan can get her shit together and be as dangerous as she's supposed to be, and Sager can keep it together in the mid, and the Swedish defense cannot shit the bed, be as wobbly as a newborn colt. Let's talk about the game we saw in person, actually, at BC Place, Japan, Switzerland. Shit. Okay, first of all, this game was kind of historical because <laughs> Homari Sawa got her 200th cap in the game and was making an appearance in her sixth World Cup. And we saw her start. We saw her start. We were very close to midfield front row. And we saw her bow on her way out. And it was gorgeous and amazing. I saw her cape. Her hair cape. I enjoyed the match because A, I'm not rooting for either of those teams. It's the ease that comes with being a true neutral. Right. And it was just, it was a pretty gorgeous game to watch. Which Except is for the ironic, fact that nobody was Switzerland was playing. <laughs> I was going for Japan. But I think Japan kind of let us all down. They did. It's not like they went into this tournament on fire. They've been kind of hmm, hit and miss lately. But I think everybody expected the reigning champions to maybe make more of a mark on the game. But they got out of that game just barely. A PK. On a PK. They didn't score from open play. Um, and a, P- a PK that fucking took one of their players out. Kazooie Ando collided with the goalkeeper and landed early in funny. the first half. Yeah. Landed funny. And apparently she has an ankle fracture. She's out. Yeah. That's so shitty. What a shitty way to exit the tournament. After the fir- 20 minutes of the first game. Yeah. But then after that, Japan just didn't really have much in the way of attack. They were very disciplined in defense. That'll preserve your clean sheet, but it won't get you points. They controlled the match very well. And Switzerland was a wild card. Every once in a while, they would have these bursts, and Buckman would just fuck things up by going over the net, or by going wide, or shooting it right at the keeper, or holding it too long. Like, I want to like her, but it would be really frustrating if I were a fan of her. Wildly talented and just as wildly ineffective. Yeah. The summary of Ramona Bachman from that game is, uh, uh, oh. Oh. That's, and that's basically what we were doing for Mercedes. That's what BC Place sounded like every single time. She would just whip everybody up into a frenzy, and then she'd get to the end line, and things would snuff out. A little bit of a tease. Um, I really enjoyed BC Place. This is my third time up here. And uh, uh, the only thing that I'm kind of frustrated by, Wi-Fi. Yeah, BC Place normally has free Wi-Fi, or they did the last time I was here watching oh, Canada and they, play. Oh, and they do during MLS games. Mm-hmm. But they've shut that shit down. It's on lockdown. Password protected, bruh. Other than that, I really liked the venue. It was better than Commonwealth. But I think part of that was because it was much fewer less crowded. And fewer and steps. And fewer steps. Fewer stairs to climb. Commonwealth Stadium was a shit show. They, the crowd, for some reason, would bottleneck in these huge uh, herds that not, were like 20 or 30 people deep. Not for some reason. So, no. so concessions, if you imagine concessions, like six row, six lines, right? And it's facing north to south, but for merch, you can only buy it in a stadium. Six rows, you're facing south. And the bathrooms are on the opposite sides of this. And these things are happening where like north to south lines are just happening. It's such a fucking clusterfuck. Uh, that I held my pee for three hours at Commonwealth. I got a really cranky lady who objected to me walking through the lines. 
and she was like, go around, go around, like looked at me directly and said, go around. And I looked at her directly and flipped her the bird because there was nowhere to go around. You either had to shove your way through the crowd. And let me tell you, Canadians are not real good at shoving their way through things. They all, so many of them were content to just stay there and look at each other and go, well, what can you do? So, so Steph is from Boston. And in Boston, they have a certain attitude about just trying to get from point A to point B. It's not a bad attitude. It's just a prompt. It's an efficient attitude. It's like a, I want to go to there. I'm going to go there. I have experienced this attitude a couple of different times, be it on mass transit. Y'all are slow walkers. Be it in a stadium, be it walking across the street. Y'all only have to deal with cranky, ancient public transpo that requires you to be brutal and efficient. I, I agree. I agree. But the doors on the train are going to stay open a little bit longer in Vancouver than they do in Boston. No, I did, that wasn't my problem because I always wait for people to get off the train first. No, 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 no. Not that. When you almost bulldozed a like 12-year-old girl last night getting off the train. Don't stand in front of the door when the door's I, open. I completely agree, but I'm just saying I've experienced this a couple different times. We got where we needed to be we on time. Did. So we watched five matches today. When you came out of your room this morning, what were we These watching? These idiots were re-watching Australia, USA. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Why would you not? We won. <sighs> we won and we got to see Pino freak the fuck out and Hulk. We, I got to get mad at Krieger for legitimate reasons. I hated Klingenberg for about 20 minutes yesterday. When it wasn't her fault? Yeah. When I thought it was Klingenberg's fault because I was like, fuck you! And then we, it was halftime, and they showed us the replay, and it turned out to be Krieger's, and I was like, fuck. We I got, mentally, like, really depressed. We all mentally apologized to Kling in our heads. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm, that. I'm sorry. Sorry, Kling. Sorry, sorry, dude. And then uh, we watched France-England, which the less said about that, the better. God, that was so boring. Spain-Costa Rica. I thought this was going to be a barn burner. When, I thought Vero was going to When they had that first goal away. in Costa Rica equalized right away, and then it was just this big stalemate. Where Spain kind of mostly had control, but Costa Rica every once in a while would be like, surprise, motherfucker. It was it was awesome because Spain scored and our house like did a little dance. And then before we even sat down, Costa Rica scored and we were like, oh, burn. Then Colombia, Mexico. Mexico got robbed. R-O-B-B-E-D, robbed. At the death. Oh, man. Right at the end. Oh, that man. was a fucking goal. That was not a handball. The ref was not accurate. And Mexico, those were the points that Mexico really needed off the bat, right? Because the rest of Group F is France and England. Yeah. I don't really see Mexico getting points against France. Mexico maybe might get some against England. You never know. England could have a bad day. On any, at any given game, I'm like, yeah, England could have a bad day today. It was, it was rude. It was very rude of the ref to take those points away from Mexico at the end there. The one thing I appreciate about the Mexico-Colombia game uh, was goal line technology. Yeah. I really appreciated FIFA, A, participating in goal line technology for this match, or for this tournament. And B, we didn't even know it was a goal. Um, when we were watching it live, we were just like, why are they celebrating? We had to wait for the replay. Yeah, we had to wait for the replay, see that it bounced in and bounced out before they cleared it. Um, and goal line technology? Maybe the MVP today. Yeah. I mean, the slow-mo replay showed that it, the whole ball clearly went over the whole line. Yeah, but in the NWSL, that's happened before. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it has not been called a goal. It's happened in international matches before. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, goal line technology, without a doubt, said, no, this is a goal. Stop. It's a beep, beep, beep. Yeah, because there's no, there's no instant replay in nope. soccer. The ref can't pause and go to the video. Because that's bullshit in sports. <laughs> and then Brazil-Korea, which I don't feel that terrible about it, even though Korea lost. Because here's how Brazil scored. The first one was a shitty back pass by South Korea, which... What?! The first Guys, one. there's no room for that kind of error in the World Cup. No, the first one was a back pass, and the second one was a PK. You want to look at the fucking match report? Yeah. You think I didn't pay attention to the South Korea game? Look at this. Formiga 33, Mario okay, 53, fine, Penn. Fine, fine. School me, why don't you? And then the second one was a penalty, which I thought was soft. Very soft. But you know what? But they've some, been calling it this this entire tournament. Maybe, they've been consistent maybe in that penalty. And maybe some players are really good at making something that is not really anything into something that is very much something. Mountain out of a molehill. In terms of the rest of the group, Group E, which is Spain and Costa Rica, I think Spain could give Brazil a run for their money if that's how Brazil's going to play for the rest of the tournament. I feel like Spain... And Brazil is just going to be drama. I think they're going to be okay, though. Like, I, I didn't see a lot of killer instinct from Brazil today. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, and I think that Spain is going to come out mad from what they what they experienced so far. So that's that's going to be a good matchup. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be exciting. But we have a day off tomorrow. We have a day off tomorrow, so everybody relax. Drink a lot of water. Hydrate. We got round two. Getting those ice baths. Shit. We're having a great time here in Vancouver. We spotted some celebrities at BC Place. We saw none other than Jess Fishlock. Gab accidentally high-fived a Seattle Rain player before her <laughs> brain could catch up with her body. It was... I, I'd been drinking all day, and suddenly I saw a female soccer player in front of Just me. Just own it. I saw, I saw a professional soccer own player it. in front of me, and I was like, Jess Fishlock! And I said that to her face and put my hand up for high five. And she high fived me, and immediately I dropped my hand on my head, and I was like, I should not have done that. They're going to ban you from Providence Park. Your name's <sighs> or or they might booth. actually let me into Memorial. <laughs> and then we saw Laura Harvey. Who is enjoying... The tournament from four rows behind us at BC Place. At BC Place, we're we're waiting to see if uh if she's actually in those seats like permanently, or if that was just the seats that they had because of promotional reasons. Yeah, I'm not sure if Laura Harvey is there because hey, she's in Seattle and the World Cups. Some of the games are in Vancouver. When else is she gonna get the chance to road trip up and see World Cup games so close? Or if she's scouting, or she or, was there for Naho, or if she was there for Naho. If Bachman becomes a fucking Seattle Rain player, I'm going to be so mad. Why would you be mad? Because she can do a bunch of shit, but she can't oh, actually Oh, no, no, score. no, no, no. But I'm going to be mad because I'm like, you fucking scouted her from four rows behind me. She's mine. Dibs. That's how it works. Dibs. Fans can dibs. So you want her to be ineffective for the no, Thorns. No, well, I mean, at this, at this point, Thorns are pretty ineffective. <laughs> okay. Moral of the story. We're still here. They haven't kicked us out of Canada yet. Yet. And we're going to get ready for Thursday's matches. Uh, I will be traveling to Winnipeg, but that's Germany, Norway, which sounds like a classic, like, ooh, Battle of the Titans. It might have been classic, like, in 1995. 
or ni- or 99 or two, 2000 2000 all the way up till maybe 2003 yeah about. that that would have been classic but i see germany winning that one two nothing four oh okay i'm saying two nothing on that one then we got china and the netherlands this one's actually pretty even i think so too in my opinion we saw both these teams play live i'm gonna call this two one for netherlands i will say a one one draw okay and then we've got Cote d'Ivoire and Thailand. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ivory Coast. Okay. I've got to say Ivory Coast 1-0. Uh, one, one sure. I'll go along with that. Last matchup uh, is the home nation Canada versus the Kiwis. New, New Zealand. Zealand. Against John Herdman's old team. Exactly. This, this, one, this one's actually a little spicy. I think so, too. I think that might be the match to watch on Thursday. And I'm going to call that one close as well. 1-0 for Canada. I'm going to do 2-1. 2-1 Canada. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be Sink. And I think Tank, like Herdman's going to light a fire under Tank somehow. I think it's going to be Sophie Schmidt. You think Schmidt? I Schmidt will get on the scoreboard. Holy Schmidt. Oh. Holy Schmidt. Unbreakable Sophie Schmidt. Yeah. I think Canada's going to come out on top of that one. I'd say Canada and Germany. Um, if you can catch those two matches, those are those are the two. You know what though, Cote d'Ivoire and Thailand could be kind of a messy but really entertaining oh. game. Oh, absolutely! Like that's that's the entertaining game. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, Ivory Coast and Thailand is fun, but the two that are like gonna move on and actually do something in this yeah. tournament. Watch Germany, Norway, Canada, New Zealand. Um, Germany hopefully wins and Canada hopefully wins. And they move out of group play. Um, I We have another round, but that's okay. And then on Friday, jam-packed Friday. Australia, Nigeria. Wow, that could be a super exciting game. Or a blowout by Nigeria. Oh, yeah. Or it could be that. I don't really see it being a blowout. I have no blowout. predictions for this game. I, I don't see it being a blowout by Australia. No, I don't like think it's, it's either going to be super close or a Nigerian blowout. Like they're they're just dancing and they got the drums and they're just moving through this tournament. I'm gonna say three to one Nigeria. I'll flip you. I'll say three to two to Australia. Okay. Then we have the Swiss against Ecuador. I'm gonna give that one three nothing to to the Swiss. Ecuador just got spanked, uh, six to nothing. Uh, by Cameroon. I'm gonna agree. Three, three, nothing. Uh, to the Swiss. It would be then, more if Buckman were a little more. If if Buckman uh calibrates. If she were a little less into overdrive. Fuck, dude. She's just and more just into regular drive. Right. Just just put put yourself just in find your chill. second gear. I don't need fourth gear. Just second gear. Yeah. Then, USA, USA Sweden. Sweden. Okay. I'm saying, I'm saying it's gonna be. I'm gonna be pissed if this happens, but it's gonna be one nothing USA, two nothing USA. Carly Lloyd's gonna come up big. Brace. Yeah. And then <sighs> Japan Cameroon. If Japan doesn't win this by at least three goals, then what the fuck are we doing here? Japan was looking good. Japan was looking good in everything except their finishing. Well, the final third, they were sucking. I'm going to say Japan can do it in four. Okay, sure. Four nothing, Japan. Those are our predictions for the next good bit of games. Keep an eye on our blog. Where we'll continue to post stories, pictures, video. We've got some good GoPro footage. Yeah, we just got to be sober long enough to edit that shit. So let us know if you're going to be in Vancouver, because this is what we're calling home base. 
so we'd love to meet up with you in Vancouver. And actually, as of today, officially, Thrace is coming to Portland for a Thorns game. Baby's first Thorns game. Yeah, she is. Uh, so we'll be kind of switching up a little bit. Not just World Cup stuff, but a little bit of Thorns, maybe? This has been fun. We're only into day two, and I'm almost through an bo- entire bottle of whiskey. It's only going to get crazier from here on out, folks, so stay tuned. From Vancouver, I remain Thrace. I'm Gab. Peace.